welcome to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Ben Slinger, and falling asleep is Travis Scott. Oh, 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 sorry, you woke me. Trev, we've got a bunch of these to do tonight, so we've got to. Oh, you, keep we're, the actually, we're, actually, we're actually telling telling everyone now. You told me that I'm not allowed to say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the cat's out of the bag. <laughs> Ben's going to Canada, and therefore we're cramming. <laughs> we're cramming we're like cramming. a like a college student the night before an exam. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, but instead, it's two podcasters <laughs> three weeks before one of them leaves for ten weeks, <laughs> recording many episodes. And uh, editing what? many episodes, so hopefully they won't be as late as what they've been recently. <laughs> That's right. Sorry about that. So, <laughs> what are we doing tonight, Trev? Oh, what are we going to do first? Let's go some ramped up click pitch, because that's always a good start. Sure. Something that we know very, very well. So, as we all know, click pitch is a game where we each have a random word generator in front of us on the count of three to one. Click, we're going to get two words each, an adjective and a noun. We're going to throw them at each other. We're going to come up with a game design. Then when we don't like it anymore, we throw it out like yesterday's dinner. (laughs) And we both have kids. We know how much of yesterday's dinner is probably left sitting on the sink. Ah, yes. Three to one. Patronizing deck. Mm, Undead routing. (laughs) Okay. I like the idea of undead power. Like, basically, it's, oh, it's the fact that the undead are constantly walking around. They're basically walking oh. on treadmills that, that. Okay. All right. And from deck, I was thinking some sort of cruise ship or something. Maybe this is some sort of like, <laughs> you know, building automation y sort of game where you're using. Undead. Un- using zombies and the undead as your power sources. Yes. Running on, tre- on like- Treadmills hooked up treadmills to gears, hooked up to, like- Exactly. <laughs> but you're building boats and things. Okay. Uh, and you're running a business. It's- it's. But I, it's I love a, the idea like that when, when things do break down, and they're going to break down, like, because obviously you, you've got to- keep the zombies fed and all this sort of stuff. So mm-hmm. you've got to be very careful. Like if you if you don't feed them enough, then they're then, you know, they'll get too weak and they just won't, you know, they won't be able to move very fast and then you'll be stuck dead in the water. Or they'll Absolutely. attack you the second you go in to do maintenance. <laughs> like Yeah. <laughs> I like the, I like this a lot because I'm picturing it as almost a bit of a like a dungeon keeper or a evil genius sort of thing where you're like You've got the areas you can build in and you can build rooms. And it's like, here's your engine room. And it's literally just a bunch of fucking hamster wheels. Yeah. Um, and you've got your, st- your the rest and, of your staff who have to come in. And, and like from human, st- humans on a, on a fishing pole sort of thing, you know, as the character. <laughs> or just a brain. <laughs> just a bit, just a brain. <laughs> oh, brains. You've got your human staff who have to like bring the, the brains from the cold storage mm-hmm. to feed them. And keep keep the zombies running, uh, because yes, if they if they get fatigued, then there's less power. The ship's not going to move as much. Uh, so you have to have stocked up on brains. You have to make you have to balance out like how much you can store for how far you're going to go, or how much you want to spend on them. Maybe you can buy like brains from smarter people that have do, more nutrition. Do you, need, do you need to replenish your zombie stock? Like, well, that's it. <laughs> 
Particularly if, then the other thing that can happen is if something breaks down and the zombies escape and you literally have them chasing after your passengers who have paid top dollar, presumably, to be on this luxury cruise line. But if they get bitten, well, it was that fine line in the contract that they didn't read that you become part of the part of the um, the engine room. That's stock. it. So it, <laughs> the engine that's room a really- fleet. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really fun balance because obviously, obviously a zombie breakout on the ship is not great publicity, but if you can contain it well enough and you only lose a small percentage of your passengers, you've actually got some free zombies. <laughs> Just because we put all uh, journalistic stu- uh, journalistic passages in the prime suite- and the prime suite is the fact that <laughs> it's, it's next to right next to the, right next to the engine room, but it's soundproofed. <laughs> but it's also like it's really, really thin walls so that they can break through really quickly and kill them instantly. <laughs> I love this. And yeah, I, I love this idea of you switch. You've got your your different decks, right? And so generally on, on your top decks, you're going to want to put. Your, you know, expensive cabins, your entertaining areas, your restaurants, your, you know, stage areas for, because you've got to hire the entertainment to come on. You know, you can set up themed cruises. Surprisingly, zombie doesn't go down well. Um, the zombie theme. Well, actually, no, that's, it, it does. <laughs> if you do, if you get to do a zombie themed cruise, then if there is a zombie breakout, no one notices. It's actually really good. So I'm imagining that yes, you've got all the high paying people at the top, and then down the bottom you've got like the journos, you've got the influencers, and all these sort of things that you know they they want to get on for free. Well, yeah. guess what? Getting on for free means that you sign a contract that says that if you get even scratched by a zombie, you become part of the fleet. Yeah, absolutely. Influence this. <laughs> <laughs> zombie influences. I'm a podcaster. Give me free shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can. You're free to to put your hand inside this box. Okay, ah, I got bitten. It's like, oh, you're part of the fleet now. <laughs> <laughs> you signed on the dotted line. Yeah, I, I kind of love that. I kind of. I feel like there's just some really fun comedic moments there. As you know, a zombie busts onto your upper floor. Because you hadn't been paying attention and you hadn't set alarms. Like, yeah. you know, you've got systems that you can put in place that will, either, you know, you tell either you, if you have enough staff, they'll, you know, ring an alarm or, or different things. But it, all hell could be breaking loose if you're not down there checking and you haven't set up the right, yeah. pro, you know, processes. What, what, what if they get so hungry that they start eating, you know, each other? Like, you, you're going to be in trouble. Like, well, then you get, then you get mega zombies. Well, you get mad zombie disease because that's how that happens, right. isn't it? Because zombies eating eating zombies, something like that. Yeah, I know that's how mad cow disease happens. Zombie cows. That's how you get the yeah. That's how you get the fast zombies. Yeah, and the exploding zombies and all the mutations of oh, zombie kind. Oh yeah, like the like the smoker zombies and I don't yeah. know the hunters that sort of jump on you and yeah, all, all the ones from Left for Dead. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's actually a Left 4 Dead game. <laughs> it's the start of it. It's Left 4 <laughs> Ship. I can't think of a ship name. I think it rhymes with dead. <laughs> um, I kind of cool. want to continue on it, but I know that we should move on. 
Uh, yeah. Let's move on. Free to one click. Concise motor. Rejected forwarding. Okay. Concise and rejected kind of, you know, antonyms sort of thing. Mm. And forwarding, the forwarding and concise give me like email or like letters, something to do with letters. I mean, maybe you're, maybe you're a delivery person with a with a with motor, yeah. like you're delivering letters. Yeah, I I mean, motor and forward sort of gives you that that idea of you know always moving forward, sort of thing. Yeah, I'm 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 moving forward. I'm forwarding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's what that means, isn't it? I don't know. It's <laughs> <That's> good enough. <laughs> Let's get in the car and forward. Uh, <laughs> I'm literally playing Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. This is literally the week after it comes out. Uh, we're, mm-hmm. we're about seven days in at the moment because it's the Thursday after the Friday it got released. And some of the things in there is there's there's certain wheels that you can mm-hmm. attach to shit that all they do is go forward. So if yeah. you put them all going forward, then yes, you're forwarding because you just go. But if you put if you put one going forward, one going right, one going backwards, and one <laughs> one going going left, and it goes around in a circle. You know, because yeah, well, that's moving. not that's not forwarding. That's rounding. Yes, it's a rounding error. <laughs> it's it's a rounding error. <laughs> it's forwarding backwards. <laughs> forwarding backwards. <laughs> what is the opposite of forwarding? <laughs> Mo- yeah, uh, motoring. A, con- what, a concise motor makes me think of also just like a little motor, mm. <laughs> like a little moped concise. or something. <laughs> yeah, a little concise motor. <laughs> oh, what, what? <laughs> I kind of like the idea. Um, remember, remember how um, this is just? I don't know how this is a video game yet. We'll just we'll get there. Yeah. Like, remember the 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 finger skateboards. Yes. Okay. What if you had a concise motor, so a tiny motor, so it was like oh. a, it was a motorized scooter, but for your fingers. Okay. So you just kind of sit them on there, <laughs> and they move. <laughs> I actually saw someone who made a prototype of a Tony Hawk, uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater esque demo, but with just a hand, like a hand on the skateboard. It was creepy because the animation <laughs> on the fingers would like be really accurate. I had an idea when I made those motor sounds. Yeah. Because it reminded me of the little boat putting around in Dredge. Mm. And so, what if this was like, what if it is a mail delivery sort of game, but Ooh. you're kind of going around between these towns and stuff and there's like, it doesn't have to be the same cosmic horror sort of thing, no, but there's no. like, there's, so, there's some sort of mysterious arching mysterious thing. Shit, like- yeah, like going through mysterious forest. It could even be- um. It could be sort of fantasy-ish, maybe. That could be an interesting take on it. So, yeah, you yeah. go through the dark forest and you might get, like, you know, jumped by a troll or something or whatever. Have to have to deal in, with- in, Yeah, have to- In a, have in to a contemporary with, world, um, but- Yeah, yeah, a somewhat contemporary world with, you know, really large spiders and, and stuff in the yeah. spooky forest. And it's like, I'm kind of thinking, like- a death stranding sort of thing of heading between a couple of different- Right. Yeah, that could be cool, actually. A couple of different places, but spookiness. Spookiness yeah. and, and like, you're on, like, a little moped. <laughs> Cause- yeah, exactly. You're on the little moped, and I think you're just- You've got 
you can pick up mail along the way and deliver it to, you know, the, the central post office or whatever. Stop at the gingerbread or, cottage. Or vice versa. Try and get those, get those gumdrops to, to drop to Drury Lane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You've got a very Shrek vibe going on with all the, with all the different, uh, fairy tale creatures. You, you get there and you knock on the door and, and the little old lady answers and goes, yes. And you hear in the background, oh, rich. <laughs> it's like shut up, Hansel. Close to the door. Like, oh yeah, that was nothing. <laughs> but yeah, I think there could be some. Yeah, ju- there's that kind of. Uh, I think just the vibe there of of sort of driving. In, on down isolated roads in a dark forest. Oh, and- especially because you know, oh, those trees are going to take a swing at me. So let's just go down this path here and then come around to the gingerbread. Yeah, you start to learn what your hazards are. Yeah. And uh, perhaps, you know, upgrade your little moped with some defensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> defensive capabilities. Oh, I really like that. And then, you you know, you go visit the seven dwarfs and- Mm-hmm. They're in a mine, you know, mining diamonds, blood diamonds, because uh, it's. Oh yeah, I mean they they killed a lot of people to get that mine. Mm. It's uh, it's a whole thing. Yeah, and then they they Snow White was the warlord who. Oh yeah, Snow White is because she drained all the blood from all those people. <laughs> 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 Don't you know that's how she got her name? <laughs> she hung them upside down and just, you know. Drained. This is drained this is fame. stunning. This is stunning <laughs> to feel very American McGee. <laughs> Dark fairy tales. <laughs> he doesn't own it. Bit of Tim Burton in there. He doesn't own it. That's right. He doesn't own it. It's all public domain. Do what we want. <laughs> just just no Alice. We don't need Alice. Alice. No. We don't need Alice. Three to one click. <laughs> They're two games that I actually wouldn't mind playing so far. I think that's both good so far. Mm, let's see if we can keep on going with outlined prediction. Mm, I got American McGee's algebraic glue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm outlined gather- prediction. I'm gathering that glue. American McGee's was not part of your words and you just deceived our... our- <laughs> Dear listeners. I just see, I'm, I apologize profusely <laughs> for breaking the, you know, the, the sort of unspoken rules and agreements of listening to this podcast. That we, we will always tell you the truth. Read the words verbatim. Uh, algebraic glue and what was just outlined something? Outlined prediction. Oh, okay. I, I like, I like the idea of, Changing prophecies by gluing other words over the top of yes. what's there. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> it's basically upwards, but upwards, <laughs> upwards colon prophecies, prophecy edition. <laughs> or it's, it's literally how they um, you know, they they're able to take you know, Battleship and turn that into a movie and all this sort of stuff. This is the game this, of, this is of the movie version upwards. of Upwords. Like, <laughs> they did Upwords as as prophecies and then we've made a game out of uh-huh. it. 
Yeah. I absolutely love that. I think that's so cool. Like, if you could just make little changes to, to the prophecy and it's like, oh, that's just changed. That's it. So is this kind of then a, is this kind of a puzzle game or is it, is it some sort of narrative where you, you end up like changing the path of things by how you change these specific prophecies? There's, there's something about when, when you come into each of these things, I'm, I'm thinking along the lines of that curse of the of the golden golden idol. Oh yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Um, where you've got where you've got like a story there that that sort of re- reads out, and it's yeah. things are all fucked up, and you need to work out how to make it so that you know certain characters make it through. Or or that's cool, actually. Yeah, I like that idea that you you start a scene or a level with the prophecy being read out, and then you sort of get. A bunch of scenes of how it comes true. Yeah. But by, like, in that golden idol kind of way, you can investigate different things. You can go back I and mean, forth it, along that timeline of things that listeners, happens. If you haven't tried out, um, what was it? Is, is Curse it, of the Golden Idol. Is it Curse, yeah, of, Curse of the Golden Idol? Um, yeah, I think so. Check it out. It is amazing. I bought it, um, been, been played it through our family sharing thing because- Case of the Golden Idol. Case yeah. of the Golden Idol. But, um, yeah, it's what, like 12 different, different things where you have to do, um, yeah, essentially logic, logic deductions yeah. and try and work it out that basically way. Basically, you're, yeah, basically it's deduction puzzles and you sort of, you look around the scenes, find the, the, the words that you need to basically fill out the gaps in what happened in these scenes. Yeah. In this case, we are, we are finding, Words and other things, maybe from the scenes that you can then- I think from the scenes, yeah. I think you have to use the word, like you find words from the scenes Ooh, to so, then replace certain so words you in the may, prophecy. You to may change have to replace certain words within the prophecy to get to a certain scene so you can get another word so you can- Yes. Oh, that's exactly that's what so I'm thinking. Cool. Like you change one keyword in the prophecy and the scenes rearrange themselves slightly. And because because of whatever you did- and then you can Just find slightly change the course of events. There and- yes, yes. Oh yeah, I love that. Like, <laughs> and they've got those words have got to kind of make sense. Like the yeah, yeah. I mean, in a there. in a similar way, like you you fit like you can you can only put a noun in this spot, and like you're only going to find you know three different types of nouns, and some of them won't even have an effect necessarily. Yep. You do, but but when you put the right one in there. It's basically Mad Libs in the game. <laughs> kind of. But what I like the idea of is having a bit of wordplay in there, right? Like you find, I don't know. I'm trying to think of some something that would work well for that. Like you find the word <laughs> foot. Like you look, you get the word foot or something from an actual foot. And then it becomes a, a measurement. But or- it comes a measurement or something in the prophecy. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you could be eyeing someone off and then you change you change it and all of a sudden they're throwing eyes at someone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, something like that. It becomes the noun, yeah. <laughs> it's a doing word. I'm eyeing someone. <laughs> You're throwing eyes at them. <laughs> <laughs> 
Or you take it that extra, extra thing of, you know, you're eyeing someone and they're literally turning them into an eye by decapitating them and hanging their head just a little bit above. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea what you're describing there, and I'm not going to ask you to elaborate. (laughs) I mean, yeah, so much of this would obviously just happen in figuring out what those scenes are. Um, and, and they'd take a lot of trial and error and, and figuring out the different, the different paths that could happen. Um, but the good thing is we don't have to do really that. Cool. We, we can just live in a, live in a world where that's already being done. And it's like, Oh, this is so cool. And we, we're not, right. gonna, we don't want to spoil the game for anyone. So we're not going to tell you about <laughs> any of the scenes, but that one with the eyeing was really, really disgusting. <laughs> we're now switch, we're now switching into our improv mode where these games exist mid episode. <laughs> I mean, that's not a thing we do. <laughs> we just play games sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I feel like coming up with the scenes, you could sit there for hours and think of cool things, but uh, as as the base game, as the idea of it. Now, now would you think- So, Case of the Golden Idol was these very much these sort of uh, scenes where they were relatively static- Yep. Like the people were just sitting there and you'd have some, some little animations going on to kind of, but they basically captured a moment. Yeah. Do you think in this game you'd have a similar thing, but it's more like a comic strip, almost like playing out over time? Or would you have it be that it actually plays out a scene? I like the idea of it. It is like a comic strip. But if you say change the words in, in the second panel, the third panel, and the fourth panel could change, like because. Well, I don't. I don't think you change the words in each panel. I think it's that you've got the one prophecy, right? Yep. Like at the start, and that, and then you see how it plays out. But yes, it may be that changing one of those words doesn't change anything about the first two panels. Pa- like panels, it's, it it changes in the third panel, and obviously it'd be challenging to make it work with all the different combinations you can have, but. Um, you know, you'd you'd have it set up so that you had the key the keywords that change certain things, and then certain combinations of of those changes that that you just have a little, slightly different little scene. Yeah, we're three for three. Like these are great tonight. Yeah, three for I three. Think- this bodes badly for the next two episodes. <laughs> oh god, they're going to be horrific. Um- <laughs> If, you, if this is your first episode, maybe leave it at that one. Maybe just leave it at this one. We're doing really well. Uh, we're going uh, to- see if we uh, can go four for four. Yeah. Let's go. Three, two, one, click. Changed altogether. Inefficient duplicate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was actually thinking of like a clone- that you that yeah, you make yourself, but it's for, my my mind went to multiplicity. Yeah, with uh, Michael Keaton. Uh, Michael Keaton, yes. Uh, great, great movie. Great Probably, movie. I bet it doesn't hold up. It feels like one mm. of those ones that would have a bunch of really problematic, problematic jokes yep. and things. Yeah, now that I think about it, yep. but <laughs> definitely one of the ones that I enjoyed when I was younger. Yeah, just that general idea though of a copy of a copy. Is inefficient. It's it does not. It is not a clean, exact copy. 
uh, something goes wrong in that process. I mean, they literally say that's one of the reasons why human beings die, because effectively the the cells are just copying themselves and over and mm. over and over and over and over. and eventually- Replication errors and things, yeah. Yeah, and that's where cancer comes from and all this sort of stuff. And, yeah, it's kind of scary that <laughs> that's the way it works. <laughs> that essentially we're all just photocopiers yeah. making degraded making copies of ourselves. Inefficient photocopies that require food to operate. A- aging, when you think about it, aging is just photocopying your child self too many times. It's a ship of Theseus. How many times? <laughs> <laughs> Are you the same person that you were when you were- <laughs> No, you're just- you're the photocopied version of yourself. <laughs> so, little do you know when you photocopy your ass on a photocopier- that is simultaneously you and not. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's both you and not you, not you at the same time. Damn you, ship of Theseus! <laughs> oh, but then by the time that you actually, you know, if you look at it a few months later, that's no longer your ass because your ass is now different cells. No, your ass has changed. Yeah. Wow. Is 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 it the same ship if none of the zombies are the same ones you started with? That is the question. Especially if they're, I mean, inefficient duplicates. Uh, it maybe that's that's the reason why zombies actually, you know, they're so angry all the time is because mm. the cells aren't duplicating anymore. So they're they're actually, you know, staying very still and they just don't know what to do. Could be. Yeah. Um, okay. So a game, a game though, where we are. Well, is is, oh, is this then one of these sort of puzzle sorts of games? Because there's, there's been puzzle games before where you like you clone yourself and you're either moving both at the same time or you place one here and do whatever. But I kind of love the idea of one of those games where you where you do that, but each clone is worse than the last. You know, <laughs> can't jump as high just, or you, yeah. you tell it to just stay there, and it just but wanders it, off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they get dumber. They get worse at jumping and climbing. <laughs> So you have to you have to be very strategic, and obviously, like the the ones that you copy directly from yourself are essentially equal, right? It's how many gener- it's how many uh, f- generations away from you it is. But I'm picturing a game where yeah, you're essentially required to also uh, duplicate your clones to solve some of the puzzles. Like, there's no way for you to get to that cloning machine, your original Ooh. self. Ooh, I'm just wondering if at the very start of the game, you yourself can't get out of the first room. So you send your, your clone along. So straight away. Like, okay. So the, the reason, the reason basically each time that you're, that you're sort of getting out of these rooms, it's like, um, if you can't work out the puzzle to get the, the person that came into the room out of there, You've, right. got de- you've got a degraded copy. You've got a, the next generation yeah. moving forward. <laughs> Maybe. I feel like that could- Be- Because then that makes sense. You're making a copy of a copy of a copy. Whereas if you're just making a copy of the same of the same person, it doesn't quite make sense. No, no. But I, I was almost picturing like that, that one, one sort of puzzle room where you'd end up having to clone yourself seven times. Ta- <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like seven times. And, and, but- you know, you might, it might be like, okay, I've got to clone myself twice to make two Gen 2s. 
and send one off this way and send one off that way. But then there's a thing there. So I'm going to have to clone that Gen 2 and get a Gen 3 and, and, you know, have to corral it to the right place because it's too stupid to actually do what it's supposed to do or whatever it is. I like the idea that, like, a Gen 8 is, like, the smartest of the bunch. And then Gen 9 is just fucked up again, just showing that, you know, it's not a bell curve or anything like that. It's just- It's just specifically that different generations have different abilities. Like, Gen 6 can jump, like, three times as high. (laughs) Because, for some reason, all their brain power goes straight into the legs and it's like- They've basically got frog legs. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different ways you could do that, obviously. But I do kind of like that idea of just, yeah, having to strategically clone. And, like, so to solve some puzzles that might be, like, you know, Gen 3s are too stupid to push buttons. Mm. So, you actually can't, like, the the obvious solution to the puzzle would be get a Gen 3 there, but there's a button. So, you actually have to go a different route to use a Gen 3 to, like, fall off a cliff- and hit a platform and hit a thing down there that opens the door so your Gen 2 can go in there, push the button, and then let your Gen 1 Because out. Gen 3s, you know they're good at falling. That's it. That, that's pretty much all they're good at. It's just like falling off things, getting crushed and gumming up the works. <laughs> they just they're break gear, machinery. They're they're, yeah, they're, like you shut me gear, and it's like eh, that'll gum up the works a bit. There's definitely there's definitely puzzles where there's just like a clone a cloner with you know ten charges in it that you send a Gen two into and just fire ten Gen threes out to just <laughs> essentially make a path across a bunch of spikes or something so that Gen two can make it all the way across their dead bodies. <laughs> There's just something about that that's so good. If you've seen the movie Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, they do this scene where they pick up a skull and they chuck it in, chuck it into like gears to to like stop yep. it from going. That's literally what a gear. Was. <laughs> that's <laughs> just the, the, Gen 2 the just living Gen Three clone of yourself. <laughs> just shoves a Gen Three head into the gears. And it's just like, <laughs> there we go. That's fine. <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun though. There are other similar games like that where you're either cloning yourself and even using the dead bodies of your clones to like platform around on and stuff. But I feel like that's a fun combination of you, you can, you know, only using the certain types to do certain things and they've got different abilities. That's, that's kind of cool. Oh, it's very much the prestige. <laughs> as well. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, can't, I I now I now want to see because um what happened in the prestige if you if you haven't seen it shame on you what happens at the end is basically every single time he goes and does he does his the, magic the trick, vanishing the, his yeah. vanishing trick he teleports to the other side makes him makes a clone of himself kills the original so 50, 50, 50 times down down the line he's literally so inefficient now like <laughs> i don't know he's he's in gen 50 now like he's oh right <laughs> i see what you're can- saying that it's the yes he's cloning the next generation he's yes becoming the next generation every time yeah that, that trick doesn't work very well if there's if there's inefficiencies in the cloning process <laughs> i kind of want to see because you only see and you don't know how many times this has happened you, although you do see him pushing the vat into 
I definitely want to see someone do like an animated skit now of prestige with multiplicity <laughs> rules. <laughs> like, just then doing the same trick every time. And yeah, like by the fifth time he does it, he can't even talk. He's just like making grunting sounds. And everyone's just like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Get Michael Keaton back to do it. I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's the end of our episode for tonight. If you'd like to find the rest of our episodes, go to podchaser.com slash bitstorm. They're all up there. Leave us a review. Tell us what you think of multiplicity and whether it holds up. (laughs) Yep. And if you like the song that we play at the start and end of each episode, that song is called Mount Defiance off of the album Containment Failure by the band Kuro Dust. So check it out at kurodust.bandcamp.com. That's right. So, thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. And knock, 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 it's your friendly mailman. Oh, hello. Would you like some candy? Oh, yes, thank you. Why is it all the way in the back of this oven? Ah! <laughs>